I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group. We are Jobs Podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. Today we're going to spotlight our new video newscast that we put out on YouTube. Last Sunday was our first episode, and this is something we're going to try to do every two weeks. It's going to kind of be the Sunday show of economic development. So you'll have Meet the Press in all 60 minutes, and you'll also have our Sunday show of economic development. The entire newscast is focused on getting news to economic developers. So every time we do one, we're going to tell you about jobs that are open across the country, whether we're doing the search or not. That doesn't matter. We want you to know about jobs that we know that are available. We're going to have industrial announcements that many of you have had that week or those two weeks to really focus on what's going on. So if you have industrial announcements, you let us know and we'll be glad to feature you on our show We're going to have some information on current events that are going on and an opinion piece on what's going on. You know, over the last year, people have talked a lot about economic development, whether it was the Amazon uh, situation that they had as they were looking for their project. Now with coronavirus, you know, you're hearing people talk about it. So we're going to have an opinion piece as we do this as well. So we launched this last Sunday and Mark Manning was our first opinion piece. Mark's economic developer in Murray, Kentucky, and he did an opinion piece with us on uh, the impact globalization has had on rural rural America. And here we sit in a situation where we can't manufacture enough masks and ventilators for this illness. And so Mark's got strong opinions about globalization, what it did to our country, and what we ought to do when this crisis ends. So I thank Mark for being our first opinion guest on our video newscast. And it's been very popular. We've had over 400 people watch either the video that we put out of just his part or our entire newscast. So it's been very popular. Had a lot of people text me about it. So in order to really make you all aware, our podcast followers aware of the new newscast that we're doing we're going to replay that interview with mark manning here on our podcast and with that being said we'll jump right in all right we've got mark manning with us now mark was one of our early podcast guests and has actually been our most downloaded uh listen to podcast mark i don't know if you knew that or not but you're not you have that honor. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that it gets you very much. But Mark's been in Murray, Kentucky, for almost 20 years. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's an expert in economic development. One of the people I respect the most, and I know he's got some strong opinions on uh, globalization and kind of what that's done to to the rural country. And now you're hearing a lot of talking pundits talk about it. So I called Mark and said, I want to get you on our new news show and and get a real good economic developer's opinion of kind of 
how we got here, what do we do from now, and, 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 uh, and how do we get out of this. So, Mark, let me just start off with asking you, what do you think of our current situation, and, and what do you think economic developers should do? Well, Chad, I, I don't know about you, but since this started, I have been getting at least 100 helpful, and I use that word sarcastically, emails a day. You know, everybody wants to have a webinar about economic development and COVID-19 and so forth and so on. And my personal opinion is that until we have a calmer situation and we have a firm idea as to what businesses can and cannot expect as help, then the best thing we can do is I've contacted all my manufacturers and, and I've told them I'm not going to barrage them with emails, but that if they have a specific question, we will do our very best to find them a specific answer. Uh, sometimes too much information is, is worse than, than not enough, and I think we are firmly in that camp right now. So we're going to be calm, and we're going to expect disruption beyond COVID-19. And that disruption, of course, is going to be economic. It's going to be drastic. And like everything else, there's going to be winners and losers. Now, we plan on being winners. We will pay attention to what's going on and try to take as much advantage of that as we can. Thank you, Mark. We're going to take a quick break for a message for our listeners, and we'll be right back with a lot more with Mark Manning after this message. I want to thank Location One. Some folks know it as Lois for sponsor today's podcast. Location One has, in my opinion, the best buildings and sites database in the economic development industry. And now that coronavirus is hit and, and everything's been disrupted, I've been thinking a lot about if I were an economic developer still, what would I do during this time? And I know without question. I would transition to Lois and get my buildings and sites as updated as I possibly could so that when we come out of this economic downturn, we're ready to go. Let me tell you why I like Lois. Uh, it is the most responsive, mobile-friendly buildings and sites database I have found. It's easy to use. It's just as easy to use on an iPad or iPhone as it is a computer. I was browsing around last week uh, on a, a state economic development building and site database, and the thing, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work properly. You had to be an engineer to figure it out. It was too much. It had this circle you could draw to look at buildings. The circle wouldn't work. When I backed out, it forgot what square footage I was looking for. None of that happens with Lois. This is the best buildings and sites database I have found. I've looked far and wide. It is the most easy to use from a site selection standpoint on any platform. I'm told it's just as easy to use for economic developers, that it really walks you through inserting your information and putting it in so that prospects can use it. So I really encourage you, take a look at location1.com. Use this time while we're down to update your buildings and sites. Transition them to location one. You'll be really happy you did. Mark, you're one of the most respected economic developers, and you've been around a long time studying policy, and so I want to talk about how we got here, and I know you've been following this since the 1990s when you were landing million-square-foot distribution centers in the Mississippi Delta, which I still don't know how you did. I'm thinking of the one in Indianola, but I know you've got strong opinions on kind of how we got here and, and what happened to, to rural America, so give us your take on how we got here. 
in the, the late 80s and early 90s, I was working in the Mississippi Delta, which is a place that I, I still dearly love. It's uh, unique, and, and the people there are fabulous. And it's an economically challenged area, as you well know. Now, in the 80s, we were actually doing quite well recruiting industry. Uh, we had success with Dollar General Distribution Center in Indianola. Greenwood, Mississippi was doing really well with Viking Range and Milwaukee Tool. Uh, we had uh, some su success in uh, Greenville, Cleveland, Clarksdale. We, we were doing well. Then NAFTA came along. And I'm going to tell you that the guy who was running for president, I can't remember who it is right now, who said it was going to be a giant sucking sound, was absolutely right. And from that day forward, our ability to recruit industry declined dramatically and the losses of industry to Mexico for cheap later just expanded exponentially. It killed it. And, and I think that was just the start. You know, it might've been good for a few people, but it was not good for rural America. And I will challenge anyone to tell me that it was. After that, I'm not sure, I believe it might have been Clinton, but it really doesn't matter. It's not a Democrat-Republican issue. At some point uh, around 1990 or shortly thereafter, we gave most favored nation status to China, even though that status is not supposed to be granted to countries that have horrible human rights abuses or who cheat and who steal trade secrets. But few people stood to make a whole lot of money by outsourcing a dramatic portion of our manufacturing base to China. So we go along, and I guess as long as you can walk into Walmart and buy something cheap, people don't pay that much attention as long as there's plenty of it there. But now we're in a situation where the, the companies that are left here, most of them buy components from China, a lot of finished goods that come here are from China. And we find ourselves in a situation where 96% of our antibiotics come from China. I mean, be honest about it, they, they put us away without firing a shot. It's a bad situation. It's predictable. You and I have been saying for a long time that America has to be able to produce at least essential goods. My personal opinion, if you sell a significant portion of your product in the United States, I'm not going to say you have to make it all here, but you should have at least a percentage of that production should be in the market where the product is being sold. It's a national security issue. Mm -hmm. Well, once this is all behind us, and goodness knows how long that'll be, where do you really see us going, Mark? Well, I know where I want it to go, but... I look at the, quote, government response to, to COVID, and I'm certainly not trying to be another instant expert on immunology, but with some of the things I see coming out of Congress, particularly with SBA and things like that, it's going to be so cumbersome, Chad, that by the time the, the health gets there, it's going to be too late. Now, having said that, Congress needs to be held accountable, and the president needs to be held accountable for ensuring that we have incentives as well as regulations about manufacturing things in the United States to the degree that during an international crisis, 
we can be self-sustaining. And if they don't do that, uh, we've got a problem. If they will go ahead and do what's right by the American people instead of a few shareholders, then we'll be fine. Quite frankly, if they do that, people like you and I are going to be very, very busy. And I say that not because there's any grandeur or anything in it for us, but you know, our profession has been fighting tooth and nail to try to help rural America, small town America. That's been my whole career. That's all I've ever cared about. I've never wanted to work in a big city, but rural America means everything to me. And if Congress will do what's right, we'll start seeing projects again. And we won't have to be doing bad projects just to try to make something good happen. We'll be able to actually turn rural America around and bring back the values that made this country great in the first place. Well, Mark, thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. As I've watched the news and there's been pundits say a little bit of what you just said, I, just, I think back to you having said this for years. I've been saying <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, not very many people listen to me. You know, I often feel our profession's under attack. And when we got down to 3% unemployment, you know, you had nobody wanted to give incentives. You had Amazon doing what they did with their public bid. And uh, and now we got this coming along. I think we're going to become a little more important than we might have been over the last few years. Well, here's one thing I'd like to leave you with. And I've said this before, but I, I want to say it every time I get an opportunity for people to hear it. The last people that feel the gain in a good economy are the first people that feel the pain when there's a problem. So the people that are feeling the pain are why we're here. We're here not to make companies rich. We're here to try to provide opportunities for normal people to make a decent living, support their families, and have a good community. And, and that's all that matters. And I hope some people will pay attention to that and start doing right for a change. Well, Mark, thank you for spending a few minutes with us. If you want to join our movement, which is to create economic growth for small to mid-sized companies, communities, and nonprofit organizations, please go to our website at thenextmovegroup.com, browse around, and you can see the different services we offer, all designed to create that economic growth for the small to mid-sized companies, communities, and nonprofit organizations. Most of our leads and growth has come from word-of-mouth referrals. So even if you don't need a service, we want you to know what we do. So when friends and contacts of yours might need something, you know what we do and you can refer us. So again, go to thenextmovegroup.com to learn more about the Next Move Group.